Hello and welcome to the Green Room. I'm Matthew Bruni and joining me for the first episode of this rebrand is Colin Mitchell. Rebrand? Yes. We've, that... had, we've had, how many rebrands have we had? I think this is our fourth. Well, the Counting name stayed the same. The, the name stayed, stayed the same. same. Bruce yeah. Breakdown was the same. Yeah, but, we then we, but we changed the, the look. The logo. And the, and the intros yes. and the whatever. And then I left. Then you had John Fields. Yeah. And then... Well, you're back. I'm back, you know? <laughs> Where's my press release? No, I, I mean, honestly, man, this is this is great. We're, uh, we're going to be doing this as an independent uh, podcast for North Texas fans. We figured we still want to be involved, uh, still care about this uh, team and program. Mm. Um, I mean, athletic department as a whole, we have yeah. a lot of connections in it, obviously, um, in both football, basketball side and athletic, um, athletic department side. So we feel like it would still be high quality and man we just uh i think we can bring a new take or new uh energy perspective I like as, energy well. as well energy and perspective yeah. i can say four letter cuss words okay now. Well, yeah. i'm just kidding colin really just wants to cuss on this podcast that's no, all he, colin wants to he do. was saying you know we're not since we're independent you know who's stopping me now you know not, now i can do whatever i want um but yeah. i won't yeah I don't know. Won't. colin's but, about to just but, start yeah. cussing every five seconds yeah. we might have to add an ex uh explicit. a bleep yeah we'll bleep. add an eagle eagle screech every oh, time no yeah. all right anyways um but yeah we're doing this independently so not tied with um any specific outlet so um we'll be interested to see how it goes i will ha- be on youtube as well uh in the future uh, at this moment we are doing this in person and we can't record it but i think it's it's gonna be fun so are you, are you ready to get started i'm absolutely 100 percent ready all right all right, well, the main talking point, Colin, Katie Davis mm. has entered the transfer portal. Um, I saw on, I think it was Athlon, that had him as on their fourth team All-American list. Yeah. And so let's just say theoretically that that puts him as a top 12 linebacker in the country. Um, I Have you ever watched, and this is, okay, I do not want to turn this into a bashing of Katie Davis, but we have had our reservations of Katie Davis for a bit, or at least the linebacker duo of Katie Correct. and Tyree. Yeah. Because we felt like, yes, they're clearly good players, but at some point it would materialize into consistent success for this defense, and it never did. And last year when they did have success, it was not because of them. It was because of the defensive line largely. Yeah. Do you feel like maybe it was he was getting a little bit too much hype coming into this I mean, it's, this it's, it's always been tough because – Every year, year after year, we go, okay, Katie Davis is going to be really good. Tyreek Davis is going to be really good. And that's with the rest of the team. I mean, it's not just the linebackers. So I think it's we've always gone into every season saying, are these players being utilized correctly? And I think that it's hard to say that Katie Davis wasn't, I mean, obviously I'm not saying he's not a good player, but wasn't a great player. But he also could have been a great player just in a bad situation. So yeah. I, I feel like that's that's more of a situation of why he left. Um, so we'll see, but I don't think that, he, anything he's done up, up to this point at North Texas has shown that he's an All-American. Um, yeah. But that's not to say that he couldn't be. Yeah, I mean, he puts... I mean, like like linebackers tend to do, they put up numbers of tackles a lot. Right. But nobody watched... At least I didn't watch that defense last year and be like, oh, this is KD Davis, man. Cave Davis yeah. is the best player on this defense. I was watching the Murphy brothers dominate at defensive end. I was watching um, Deano Ville and Rod Brown at defensive tackle have very good outings. And because of that, I... I just look at this departure, and I understand why North Texas fans are going to be concerned because I think it is a notable departure. Like, make no mistake about it, he would have been 
one of the best players on this defense, if not the best player on this defense or even team. But I, I just don't see the All-American aspect of it. And not only that, it's the fact that it was so late in the offseason. I mean, it's June 25th. You got, what, um, two months yeah. until the first game of the season? So that's another question for North Texas fans is, is you know, you not only Katie Davis left, you have, you have the Murphy brothers leave, um, Caleb Johnson left, and then now Katie Davis and – Obviously, these don't have to be connected in any way, but it's just cause for concern because you're losing top talent. Because, um, I mean, like you said, Katie Davis has been here, and it's tough to lose him because you have to have another guy step up. Yeah, I think when we look at the departures that you mentioned, obviously the Murphy twins, uh, Jacob Brammert, Vanderbilt is one. Katie Davis, it was unusual because it's so late. Yeah to me and that that's what was weird was that you see players leave after spring practice like that's not uncommon at all but this is what a month and month and a half after spring practice ended like this is a pretty long time to wait and so i don't know what changed and i don't know if anything had to change or if maybe he was just making a decision but this is um it is unusual you're not seeing nearly as many players enter the portal at this point in the year now i will say and this is where I think we could start connecting dots here is there was uh, Katie Davis post on his story, him and Jimbo Fisher talking, right? And him saying like, hey, he'll go you know, either on a visit or he's committing. I don't know what he's doing. But anyways, posted him and Jimbo Fisher talking on FaceTime. You are at the the point in the year where the big, big teams are realizing what they don't have yeah. for the upcoming year. And let's, let's just throw out Texas A&M. Obviously, I don't have anything concrete here, but... Texas A&M just goes, man, we still need help at linebacker. Well, the, well let's, let's go look at, like, Athlon Sports All-American teams. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Texas A&M hasn't won the SEC in a very long time, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen. But, um, the, no, but all, all seriously, it's like, yeah, well, who, let's go look at, I mean, who are some, some talented linebackers here? Oh, there's Katie Davis right here who's, you know, all going to be an all-conference player in, in Conference USA. Um I'm, and obviously, I don't think it's legal for them to do this, but like, let's just be honest. I mean, college football is an incredibly shady sport as oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. You can't tell me that somebody didn't tell somebody that told somebody that told Katie Davis, like, hey, I think maybe A&M might be interested in Yeah, he had a great uncle you. call, but he hasn't talked to in yeah. six years or something like that. And exactly. he's like, yo, Katie. <laughs> exactly. It's like, come on. And I'm obviously, like, I, I'm not going to accuse A&M of doing this. Maybe it was natural. I don't know. But it is... The timing is just so weird that we have to have some sort of hypothetical to make it make sense. And that's the only thing I can think of is, like, these big schools are – I mean, hell, I cover LSU, and it's like LSU still doesn't have a tight end. And yeah. it's like if this happened, this would – like, if this same situation happened and, you know, KDF was a great tight end at North Texas and LSU was called him up the next day after he was a I would have been like, oh, this makes sense. LSU was like, hey, come play for us. Yeah. Like, it would have been the same thing. Um and that's just that's just where I go when I try to connect these dots. Like, does that make sense to, to you? Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. And not only that, when you look at it from Katie Davis's side, I mean, this is his last year. He yeah. has to, and he hasn't been able to prove up to this point that he's a. Because I'm assuming he has NFL aspirations yes. up to this point that he can get drafted. Um, so I think that also goes into it. You know, he's had all these expectations these last three years. Where can you go? You know, what's what's the actual outcome going to be? And I think that that's also a thing in the back of his mind where he's like, okay, well, this is my chance to go for it. Um, and there you go. And I know I know a lot of fans will say, will look at if he does go to A&M and just be like, oh, it's a straight NIL play. Yes, 
it, it could be, and he will get paid at Texas A&M because, I mean, their NIL deals are obviously a step above everybody else just based on everything that was reported and what we know from the basic level of NIL. Um, but it is going to be a chance for him to raise his draft stock. In a sense. Yeah. And, I, and obviously, Jalen Darden proved that you can get drafted at North Texas, and there are plenty of cases where you can make the NFL out of North Texas, but it is something still where we go back to why was it such a big deal that Jalen Darden was drafted? Because it broke that streak of, what was it, 20-plus years yeah. or 18 years or whatever it was of not having a player drafted. It starts to become a stigma at a certain point. It starts to right. be like players, especially in this transfer portal age, if they can't get to the next level playing at your school, there's a good chance they leave. And not only that, Jalen Darden had to have a record-breaking season here at North Texas and exactly. be one of the best college football receivers in order to even get drafted, and he didn't get drafted high. So oh, yeah. Katie Davis could be also looking at that and going, okay, well, what do I have to do? Well, I have to do everything that I don't know I can get. And and I don't want to make this sound like it's only a North Texas problem that the Murphy brothers left or Brammer left and, um, and now Katie Davis left. It's not. You look across the G5, and there are teams losing – more, even more players yeah. than North Texas has to the portal. Like It is something that every G5 school, every Conference USA school is having to go through at a certain level. And so with that being the case, I mean, I've maintained this position the entire offseason. I, I don't feel a ton of sympathy here for you know the coaching staff for Seth Luttrell because this is kind of just the way it goes right now. Yeah. Now, I've also heard arguments saying that it actually could help the G5 programs because while you lose these um, these high-level players, you're also gaining guys that drop down to a degree, right? Yeah. Um, we see Grant Gunnell come come in from uh, Arizona. Like you have players like that that are going to be dropping down. Uh, Tommy Bush from Georgia. You know they're they're going to be consistently players. And I know a lot of the players this year um, have, have they've gone a little bit more junior college route, but still. There are going to be plenty of opportunities to, for you to find guys that are underutilized at big schools to get them to play down. So I think it's a give and take at the end of the day. Um, Katie Davis leaving is not going to decide their season it's by true. any means. Yeah. Now, the combination of the Murphys and Katie Davis and Brammer, it does do something. But as a coach at in, at the Conference USA level, you have to adapt. Like it's, it's one thing to be a SEC coach and, you know, you can – pay a bunch of money for the whether uh, coaches facilities all this stuff comes to say a level you just have to kind of roll with the punches a well, i mean more. it's like that's all what you said that's all group of five schools right now yes. um so uh north texas will not be alone in their struggles and like you said it's an adapting thing so um i don't really and not even and if we're making this an, an nil thing it's not even in my eyes i don't see it that much different than it was before because you were still having players leave and go yeah. and not only that Let's be honest. There's under the table money in college football. Yes. You said it's a shady sport. I'm not accusing anybody of that, but it's players are offered things through yeah. somewhere. And so, what do you? How is how has the landscape really changed? Is what I mean. Um, so I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, but it's just a matter of KDA just want to move up. You like you said, players will come down, and uh, that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, I mean, if we look at the linebacker room now as a whole. Um, Obviously, you still have Kevin Wood, you still have Jordan Brown, and you still have Larry Nixon. I think those are three names that people know and appreciate, and they're like, okay, we know what we have in those guys. Uh, Jax Van Zant, linebacker, I've heard good things uh, from from the North Texas side of things. Uh, they, they like him. And then Taylor Jacobs is, I think, going into his third year, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd like to see him get a little bit more um, meat on his plate 
in terms of role moving forward. But this is the thing. We don't have to go too long on this, but Phil Bennett's defense last year was so reliant on being aggressive and being you know the pass rushers and bringing blitzes and stuff like that. You do you lose a Katie Davis, and I'm like, yeah, that that sucks. To me, it still falls on the defensive line to be the unit of this team. Mm-hmm. Like you have to replace the Murphy twins. Those are way more important to me. And Dion Noville, you have to replace him. Uh, you need Rod Brown. You need Enoch Jackson. You need Tom Treep, who I've heard great things about. You need those guys to be the next great North Texas defensive lineman. Here. Yeah, and. Um, you know, so I, I look at that as being far more important than replacing Katie and Tyreek Davis. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it just comes down to, again, what's the defense going to focus on? Um, and, uh, yeah, I agree. Grayson, the Murphy brothers have to be replaced because clearly they were they were obviously beasts last year. Yeah, and, and they were the focal point of what Bennett wanted to do. And so that's why I look at those guys as being like, okay, that's where – is Phil Bennett going to have to change his scheme? You know, is he going to have to change his approach? I don't know. Um Katie Davis, the drop from Katie Davis to like a Jordan Brown or a Kevin Wood or Larry Nixon, I feel like there's that um, just understanding, there's that community knowledge uh, that this is what we have to do, and they have the experience in in most regards to get that done. So I'm I'm not hitting the panic button, Colin. I think that's what I'll say. Yeah, and like you said, I don't think this is as big as a loss as the Murphy brothers, and I think that's where you need to keep in perspective. Um, I think the name was more of a shock and the timing yes, the than timing. anything else. And uh, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, real quick, let's talk about quarterbacks. My favorite. Just John and I actually talked a good amount about Well, I talked about it because I talk a lot about quarterbacks. Um, Austin Ani, Grant Gunnell, uh, Jace Reuter still, Stone Earl. Uh, transfer and JD Head transfer. Stone Earl from Abilene Christian, JD Head from Louisiana Tech, Grant Gannell from Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, and Grant Gannell was a recent addition, obviously. Yeah. I I was like going into this, I was like, okay, well, it doesn't make a ton of sense to add Earl and Head, but you know, it gives you four quarterbacks, so that's <laughs> something. I thought they were done. They They're never done. Gannell as a fifth quarterback, never and. Done. I still don't really understand the need for having five quarterbacks here, Colin. Do you? Well, it's every year we ask that question, and then we watch the season, and we know why. They don't have faith in 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 the number one, which at this point is Austin Ani, yeah. and uh, obviously he's been the starting quarterback. I Back can't two even, years in a row. Two years in a row is that how long it's been? And uh, you clearly see the deficiencies. When he, when he plays and you throw someone else in there and then they just it's like okay well maybe they're not ready and so I think it's just to get more bodies in the room to go okay who's up next who can do this we need to find something because we clearly don't have it now obviously the red flag there is why haven't you already because we thought that Jace Reuter was going to be that guy yeah and um, according to this depth chart that we have he's third um, I'd probably I would put him third put I mean, him it third. is my personal depth chart yeah that's what I meant like yeah. that's why I said according to this one um, to maybe tied for third with Earl and Head I don't know if yeah. I can separate them um, yeah. and then you bring in another guy from Arizona where you're like okay same situation he's coming from a bigger school he should be the starting or whatever you yeah. know whatever you want to say so it's what are you finally going to hit <laughs> yeah I mean that that's really all it comes down to Austin Ani and the thing is this year I feel like I go into it, and I'm like, all right, Austin is going to be the starter. Like, before they add Gannell, I was like, 
Austin Ani is going to be the starter. Like, yeah. that's just yeah. it. And so, with that being the case, I'm like, why? And I understand maybe the 2022 recruiting class, maybe they, maybe they didn't get the quarterback they wanted or something like that. But to add two transfers, keep Jace Reuter, who you saw a lot from last year. I mean, for God's sakes, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember how many games he appeared in. I think it was like seven or eight he mm-hmm. appeared in. Um, and now you had Gunnell, who obviously was talented in high school, went to Arizona, went to Memphis. Um, you, br- you add him to the mix. It's like, on one hand, I would understand it if you had Ani, Reuter, and nothing else, or yeah. maybe a freshman or something, and you wanted to add him to the mix as a competition. But Head and Earl are transfers from their school. You bring back Reuter, and in theory, those three guys should be competing for the job. So now, Colin, we look at this room, and it's five quarterbacks competing for one job. And, yeah. and just on paper, on paper, and I think, uh, I think John mentioned this as well, it's like Austin Ani is the favorite. Here, so you don't even you're not even going into this with this like okay twenty percent twenty percent twenty percent twenty percent twenty percent. It's like Austin Ali's probably like fifty percent chance of, of winning this job at this point, and the rest are like twelve. Yeah, and now it's just weird because it's like if Ani is the quarterback, let's say Ani actually has a decent year. I'm not even gonna say he has a great year. If he has a decent year, you now have four quarterbacks behind him, and none of them are freshmen. You know, none of them are you recruited. Um, I'm not saying they're old. I mean, Reuters, I think, is entering in his fourth or fifth year at fifth this year, point. Fifth year, I think, at this point. Uh, Earl and Head, I think, have a couple years uh, ahead of them. But regardless, now your development's just out of whack to a degree. Because Austin is 30 years old, <laughs> which has nothing to do with his eligibility. But it's just like... It's, it's weird because he was backing up Mason. It, rep- it represents just how long we've been doing this. And how long we've been in this situation of turning out quarterbacks that just haven't panned out and at the end of the day i think a lot of people when they watch jason bean at kansas I, i'll say thrived he thrived at kansas i'm not gonna say it was great but it's kansas he had a pretty damn good year at kansas it showed it's it might be more of the situation than it is the quarterbacks at this point. Like, Mason Fine might have been the outlier here. And I, I know this is our first podcast back, and maybe this is too hot takey to go right into it and just start ripping things open. But at some point, we have to look at the situation here. What did we say in that Jason Bean and Austin here? If you're going to make Jason Bean your quarterback, make him your quarterback. Make your, make, yeah, make him your quarterback. Make your system around him. Yeah. And that's what Kansas did. And they at least had a. You know, capable offense at times uh, at, at Kansas. So it's like, all right, Austin Ani should be your quarterback. If, again, if he's going to be your quarterback, make him your quarterback. Make your system around him. Make him yeah. comfortable here. Instead, they've gone the route of adding more quote-unquote competition with Gunnell, Reuter, Earl, Head. And now we have five guys fighting for one job, and I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come of it. You make that situation argument. It's funny because before Phil Bennett, I would argue that the defense was in the same type of situation. You had to force – you were forcing players. You are basically facing – wow. You were basically trying to fit square pegs in round holes. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is in offense. And then you finally – you know, you go Clint Bowen, you go Phil Bennett. And Phil Bennett, it might just be a system, but clearly he's utilizing the players better. Yeah. When is the offense going to do it? And Seth – had this very successful seasons with Mason, but you haven't found that again. Are you still trying to find that same success or trying to outdo yourself again? Um, you know, trying to find that next Mason finder, that next, you know, T a high, let it fly. Well, I don't even promise. I don't even think they're trying to find the next Mason. Well, that, I, I feel like they're just trying. To I don't find... mean it like that. I mean, I mean the quarterback that can fit the system that yes. he wants to run that yes. they ran with Mason is what I mean. Not, not the next great quarterback, but just a guy that accuracy, big arm. Well, and the crazy thing is, 
we have now we're entering year three of Austin or Ani either as a starter or in contention as a starter, right? Because yeah. year four that was with Mason. So, and we're still in a position to where it feels like to us, Latrell slash the offensive staff doesn't know if he's the man for the job. Yeah. And spoiler alert: if you don't know at this point, he's not. Yeah. So maybe Grant Cannell does start. Maybe one of these other guys does start. But you've seen enough from Ani at this point, and based on what we heard from from John and coming out of spring practices, Ani was the guy for yeah. the most part. It just looks to me like a whole pot of gumbo, and you have no clue what you're looking at. Wow, just, huge, huge Louisiana reference. Yes, the first huge, Louisiana, huge reference. Louisiana reference. Honest, like you just don't know what you're looking at here. It's like, all right, if I go into Seth's office right now, does he have these guys ranked one through five? I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. Maybe he does. Maybe he does with Austin as the one, and then maybe tie for two, tie for two, tie for two, tie for two. I don't know. Or does it go? You know, no. He just has five guys on a list and be like, all right, who's the quarterback? I don't know. And that's what makes this such a difficult situation. Is Austin on the guy? I don't know. Seth, Seth doesn't know. Nobody knows. All right, is Grant another guy? Nobody knows. Jace Ruder's probably not the guy. But Austin Ani has proven to us year in and year out that as much as as much as Seth the Trail and company want him to be the guy, he's not. He's not the guy. As a former Ani apologist, yes, very large. I mean, I was all for Jason Bean, you know, not playing. Um, and him excelling at Kansas, clearly Kansas saw something that North Texas either didn't or didn't want to adapt to. It almost, I mean, I'm, I'm eating crow now, right? It's, it's, it's a situation of, okay, Austin Ani is what he is. We know what he is. Find the next guy. Yeah. It's, I mean, you have Jace Reuter, all those guys. I mean, Jace Reuter, we thought, I mean, J- I say Jace Reuter <laughs> just because we came into that season when they had six quarterbacks, not just five. Yeah. And we go, why are you doing this when you could have gotten any other type of player that you need? Yeah. He better be starting. Yep. Lo and behold, he never started. I mean, he started, but he, he yeah. didn't stay starting. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that, I, I think we can wrap it up there. Um, I don't think there's anything else to really talk about at this point, off-season-wise. Um, no, we'll I think we should do a prediction. Prediction for what? Prediction quarterbacks starting? quarterbacks. On June 25th? Not the first game. Is it the same as the years past, where it always goes back to Ani? I think it's going to be similar. And this is just kind of me speaking off instincts at this point. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be similar in a sense that he's going to give... I don't want to say everybody because there's five players, but he's going to give players opportunity. Who's the star of the last three games? <laughs> I, I don't think I could tell you that. I think I feel like Austin. Okay, Ani, do it this Austin Ani's the fallback. Do, do it. Do it this way. Ani or somebody else. Because because in my eyes, I'll say somebody else. Actually, I agree, and I and I say that because leaving Conference USA, he's praying that one of these other four hits. Right, and and. Like you said, he's praying one of the four hits. You're leaving Conference USA. This you have to have something happen. You and need, if you don't show that, at the very least, yeah, you need a positive upswing. Yeah, and because, it starts at the quarterback position. And 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 you know, and wow, this is super late even saying anything like this. And I'm not gonna say it uh, the way that you think I am because Bruni's shaking his head right now. <laughs> you know, going into the to the to the new conference, you have to. Go into everything, kind of reevaluating. I think that there is pressure on Seth Luttrell yeah. this year. There was pressure on Seth Luttrell no, last know, year. But I'm saying there this is, is this is it at this point in my eyes. Oh, this is it. This is it. This oh, is this is the stupid <laughs> ass. 
Shout out our hashtag. Wow, we're going full circle. From 2019, no, 2018, yeah. 2019. 2019 hashtag. But no, I mean, when, when you go into this offseason, you have to go, okay, we're moving. Yep. There's all this other stuff. Yep. Do we just do it now? You will evaluate the head coach yeah, position it's, after it's, this year. It's a whole reevaluation at this point. Yes. It's not just going in another year in a conference USA. No. You have a whole new set of expectations. Yep. New teams are going against. New competition. I mean, it's 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 another. You're going up a tier, and that's why. While I think you know Austin Ani was like you know he's the safe answer here, I think there will be a lot of looking at. Can we please just? And I've used this analogy before. Can one of these scratch off tickets? Please That's pay for my lunch. That's Please. Good I need one of them to give me $15 right here. Right now he's in debt, and he's going to need more than that. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's all we have for you all today. We hope you all enjoyed it. The first episode of The Green Room. Uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. But we're on the same podcast feed, so, you know. Yeah, wherever you get your podcast, we'll be there. Spotify now. We are huge, now on Spotify. Huge Spotify fan. We should probably have one of those introduction ones. Or not introduction, but uh, something we put at the beginning of the podcast every time where it's mm-hmm. just like, it is catches here, here, here. Hey, if someone wants to sponsor the podcast. Oh yes, sponsors. Go ahead and reach out. But yeah. uh, we'll, we figured we'd wait Just a little think, bit think to get your business name here. <laughs> sponsored yeah. by the Green Room. Yeah, like well, uh, also Sham. I mean, if if you got some product and you need to, you, <laughs> you got a Shopify and you need us to you know get like a what are those Thera guns? But like it's a oh super operand one that might kill me. Listen, I'll sh- I'll shell out. I'll sell out. Sham. We're gonna sham. Let's be honest. Those Shopify sellers, they know. We'll do it. You are from Alibaba. I will. I will oh yeah, I do it. I do it in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> all right, that's all we have for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Again, we will be on YouTube moving forward. Um, I have an interview with uh, JJ and DJ coming out in the coming days, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, we hope y'all enjoyed it, and we will talk to y'all later.